Hello, hello. Hey. You okay? I'm good. I'm good. You know, the the fan base wants more episodes. And I would hope know, so. I'm not always gonna be a hundred percent, right? So I gotta I gotta stick to the schedule, right? So this was on the schedule to do this episode. Stick to so the scripts. So I'm doing it, you know. That's good. I'm powering through, right? Mm, you're powering through. Okay. Yeah. It's all about grind set. There's lots of stuff to talk about. That's for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. I got to say, another year came and went without self-driving. That's true. Yeah. It's going to happen eventually. I know. I know that you think. Like you think that Elon is not lying. When every year he says this is the year. Well, I said he was not a con artist. No, you you feel that he is not lying when every year he says this is the year for self-driving. You think that's mm, optimism. You can't you said he was a con artist. He is, but aside and from that, that's you, where I was like, whoa, he's an optimist. Uh-huh. But you felt the self-driving predictions when he does them are just optimism. Well, I think there's a question. I think there's a question. D like, because <laughs> he's made a lot of self-driving predictions, right? Like you said, he does it every year. So does every year, I mean, like, I think he thinks that self-driving is something that they can achieve. Here, here's one thing about it. Mm -hmm. he, tends, he tends to make this prediction during an earnings call. Yeah. He tends to say at the first earnings call of each year, he, he tends to say, this is the year actually. So if you're disappointed by these earnings, just you, just you wait, because this is the year where we're solving okay. it. But I got to say, I, since we've last talked, I've read his bio, right? And it kind of, it kind of, you know, kind of confirms my thinking on him because he's always done this shit, right? He's always made like really aggressive predictions and it's not just a con because it screws him over a lot of the times. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. Okay. Right. So like Steph Curry, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Right. Mm -hmm. Almost without so. question. I don't think anyone argues he's not the greatest three point shooter of all time. He holds okay. every, every record, you know, every record possible. It's now his 13th season or 14th season, right? If you were a person who thought Steph Curry was going to suck, right? Mm -hmm. And you were on year 14 and you were still saying, well, this is going to be the year where you see that he sucks, right? You don't believe that anymore, right? You do not yeah. believe that this is the year. But right? it's not a good it's not a good analogy. You know okay. that you you know that you were wrong. You know that all your previous predictions were not correct, right? Sure. So you've you've been disciplined enough to know that you do not have any fucking idea when self-driving is going to be solved. Yeah. So that's where I start to agree with you. Like I think like the farther it goes along, the more it gets into this question of like, 
how much is he lying? How much is he, is he bullshitting? How much is actual fraud? How much is optimism? But here's a, a key difference in the, in the Curry analogy, right? I think we both agree, like one day there will be self-driving cars, correct? Like someday in human history, yes, self-driving cars are going to exist. Here, here's my issue though. No, 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 no. I agree. So eventually, agree. like, like well, this is I mean, a real thing just... that could easily happen in our lifetime, right? That will probably, most likely, is going to happen in our lifetime, right? Right. So say, so it's it's not as crazy as to say, like, you know, this is the year because it's going to be one of these fucking years. But it's eventually not going to just gonna be, happen. It, it's not going to be like that, though. It's not just going to be out of the blue. They've got it. Well, it wouldn't be out of the blue. I mean, there's some self-driving capability, right? It would be out of the blue if if it happened this year. It would be really shocking. Would it be more out of the blue than like, you know, chat GTP? That's, see, but chat GPT is a great example, right? So like chat GPT can like answer questions with like a base of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. That's so far away from like driving. Driving is so fucking difficult. The mastery of visual information that it requires. Yeah, but I mean, we now have computer programs that can write like novel computer programs in some ways better than humans. Let me put to you this way. So he's built these tunnels in Las Vegas that are one mile long, right? Mm-hmm. They go from like the convention center to the strip. That's all they do. And he put Teslas in them, right? And all mm-hmm. the Teslas do is just drive through the tunnel at a slow speed. Mm-hmm. Those fucking cars have drivers in them. That's pretty crazy. So they why do they? They can't handle can't they, a tunnel. How can they not? How can they not solve that? <laughs> so when they solve the, that tunnel. When that one mile tunnel with no turns or anything, when they can solve that, then I'll start to think maybe we can do self-driving cars. But he knows. How do you, they can't make a self, they can't make it self-drive through the tunnels. They can't. Like. They all have drivers in them, man. That doesn't, well, is it just because they can't legally operate or. I mean, he wanted to build this fucking car without a steering wheel. <laughs> I mean, he, he wanted, he was designing one of their cars without a steering wheel. That's like, another thing that tells me it's far away is that Apple wanted to do that. And apparently they've given up and they're putting a steering wheel in it. Yeah. But Tesla's very well positioned. I mean, they just record all that data. Uh huh. Right. So they have I all think- the self driving, they have all the, the human, like, responding to Here's, situations. I know that, and that's good, but I think the big problem is taking all the visual information and turning it into something the car can recognize and put into an algorithm of previous incidents, <laughs> right? So like the whole thing, right? The vision, the vision of the car is the problem. He was such a fucking idiot for removing the radar. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> you heard about that, right? Yes. He got them to take the radar out. It's so dumb because, okay, he did it because of cost. He didn't want to pay for the extra radar. And he's like, you shouldn't have to. But if you make a fucking self-driving car, no one cares what it costs. 
It's a gold mine. Right. right? People aren't going to be like, oh, I have to pay an extra, you know, $10,000 for, for unlimited taxi service. Like it, it doesn't matter. And also, like, and also like, shouldn't, shouldn't the economy of scale take care of that? Right. It would, it would. Yeah. I mean, the price would probably go down. A lot. Like what, <laughs> once every car but he really needs to have radar. really objected to it from like principle. He's like, humans don't use radar. So you should be able to make a car, like an AI that doesn't use radar. And they're like, yeah, well, humans have like heads that move and stuff. They can look, you know, around corners or whatever. Also, you know, you got to give a shout out to the human brain, you know. Shout out to the human brain. Because we have this great system of like dopamine, mm -hmm. right? So when we do something Boy, do right, we. we feel good. Yeah. And then the brain remembers it. Yeah. I shot hoops for the first time in like 17 years. Right. And like when I shot a three-pointer and it was a good three-point attempt, I knew it, right? All that dopamine fired again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I knew it was going in. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't, we haven't made it so machines have that kind of learning. Mm. And machines also don't like see like a kid in the road and like freak out. I mean, I think it's debatable whether or not we've made it so that machines have that type of learning. Maybe. Because you're talking about reinforcement learning, which is, is something that's very much integrated into artificial intelligence. So now, does it get a rush of dopamine and say like, boom goes the dynamite every time it like nails a programming question? Maybe not, but- Maybe not. But we are back propagating that- those neural nets and I'm just saying, I'm just saying the brain has a great system to help us learn, which is it makes us feel good. Yeah. It's hard to beat that system. Well, yeah, it feels great. So is this the Rocky episode or are we gonna we can do that another time? Sure. We can start with Rocky one if you want. You want to go into Rocky one? We did yeah. self-driving. I mean, I haven't watched it recently. But Rocky have, 1 is great. I've watched it like 40 times. Rocky 1 is great. Rocky 2, still pretty good. No, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> like, we're not going to discuss like every one. Okay. Right? We're going to do Just one Rocky at a time. Just Rocky 1. Rocky 1, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rocky 1... Is very cool. Like it felt more like indie art house than I was expecting. It absolutely you know I mean? is. It's like it's like streetcar named desire mm -hmm. with a fight at the end. Right. Right. Very well put. And I, I, I love Rocky because, you know, I love the way he so here's my question. Rocky without a fedora, would that be Rocky? <laughs> Yes. I'd I say think, no. I think Rocky could have worn a beanie. Maybe he could have worn a beanie, but he needs some kind of hat. He needs a hat. Well, it's cold out there in Philly. What what Stallone does here is 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 masterful, right? And you know, shout out to any of our or more of a tip, I guess, for any of our our meatbag listeners. You know, if you're just like a wad of fucking, you know, bruising meat. Get yourself a fedora, get yourself some pet turtles, 
fingerless gloves. Like, oh, fingerless gloves. What gloves? Fingerless. Oh, fingerless gloves. Yeah, he's got that's kind of a little punk. Yep. And you're like, who is this guy? One thing I think that's interesting about, I mean, there's so many interesting things about it. It's like when Rocky came out, right? The marketing was, this is the next Brando. Really? Like it wasn't. Wasn't big box office. Well, it was big box office, right? It was a smash hit. But not, yeah. But It was more like, hey, here's this amazing new talented Mm-hmm. actor right and it's a it's a feature for him wow um and of course i'm sure you've read about it you know the story of the film right no so he wrote rocky mm-hmm. and then the studios loved the script yeah but he said i won't sell it to you unless i can star in it oh okay and that's why sylvester stallone is sylvester stallone that's crazy because up till that point, he was kind of a struggling actor, you know? That's, like, yeah. Bit That's actually crazy that Sylvester Stallone's in was writing a screenplay. Exactly. And no one talks about it, right? Everyone acts like he's, I don't know, like. He's like a bruiser, stupid. you know? People act yeah, like, like he's stupid. People act like he's an idiot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he talks like that and, you know. He's got that sort of slur and I believe he talks like that because a surgery he had. Really? Where they accidentally clipped a nerve. Oof. So one of the nerves on that side of his face doesn't work. Uh. But yeah. So that's how it happened, right? And so then mm. this movie happens. And I would say the movie is <sighs> It's sort of in the same, it's like a Scorsese movie without being a Scorsese movie. Mm -hmm. And it has like a New York feel, right? Even though it's set in Philly. Yeah. It feels like early Scorsese. It feels like Mean Streets. Mm -hmm. It's got that, you know, his mob boss is that actor who worked with Scorsese and who worked with everyone back then on the best studio blockbuster slash art films right so it has people like that and it's a movie that's trying to be very authentic and just Mm -hmm. actors acting right Mm -hmm. and i think it pulls it off right It, it it and ultimately it's more of a romance than anything else yeah, it's interesting because, you know, like the underdog story is so well trod, right? But when you watch this, you feel like this guy could lose. You know what I mean? Well, one like, thing about- the- It doesn't the- feel like, it feels like he could just get his ass kicked and it could just be like, well, that's life. Like you feel like the movie could do that to you. So there are when, movies when like it. this that are, that, you know, and and- when they made the movie, the racial dynamics of it surely are part of why it made so much money. People wanted to see a white guy become heavyweight champion, right? Mm, against the odds. A white American hasn't been heavyweight champion since Marciano, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is that? 
He was like 40? 60, 64 years. Oof. So that sort of thing, like Marciano was this beloved figure among white people, <laughs> right? He was sort of like, you know, he was a guy who was he retired undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. Every fight he every fight he won seemed to be one he could lose. Mm-hmm. He was kind of clumsy and slow and small, but also like indestructible and hit really hard. And was an Italian guy who kind of talked funny. And when he retired undefeated, America didn't really love another heavyweight champion until the very end of Muhammad Ali's career. Mm-hmm. And so, but he, he was heavyweight champion until 56. 56 is when he retired? Yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. I thought it was more like 60. Okay. Uh, so then it was Liston. It was Patterson after that, and then Liston. Okay. And Liston was, you know, and no one liked him. Ali? Then Ali. Mm. And then Frazier, and then Ali again. Mm. But, I mean, it's a little more complicated than that. I'm trying to simplify it. Sure. But what I'm saying is, all of the boxers after Marciano had some sort of like conflicted position in America. There was always a racial dynamic to them. There was a cultural, political dynamic, right? Whereas Marciano's status in the country was like undisturbed, you know? There was nothing complicated about it. Like Vietnam wasn't involved. Civil rights wasn't involved. There was no, the nation of Islam wasn't involved. So Mm -hmm. there was something, the clarity to it, right? And I think the character of Rocky Balboa traded on that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what people were attracted to. And I think a lot of people quite rightly were like, this fucking movie is like, Eddie Murphy has a great routine about it. About like, <laughs> <laughs> about like. I'm laughing like, already. I don't even know. About how Italian people act right after they see uh, a Rocky movie. <laughs> they act, Like Italian people watch a Rocky movie and then they're ready to beat up any black person they see, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think there was that element to it. But I also think there is the thing that I really like about the Rocky movies, especially the first three, is all of that stuff is there, like under the surface. But the movies themselves aren't racist and they actually are plausible. So, this scenario, right, where Rocky Balboa is some club level fighter, right? Mm. Who's like 40 and 22. I think they say that in the movie. And he kind of like, he's a mob owned property, right? Mm -hmm. Which by that time was not really the case anymore. But in the sixties was definitely the case. But he doesn't, does he take, was he taking dives? Are we supposed to think he was taking dives for the mob? Or he just like, he doesn't say that in the movie. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was just because um, he was a Southpaw. <laughs> but what does he say? He's like, why did God create Southpaws or something like that? You know, and there is a phenomenon in boxing where if you're like a Southpaw that's annoying to fight, hmm. 
you don't get a chance as easily. Mm-hmm. So like fighters like him today might have to like fight in South America more than they want to or something like that, right? Right. Um, but it's actually there so is it's a phenomenon. kind of plausible explaining like why he's in the same league as the world champion. They set it up to to make you understand how someone could not be fulfilling their potential. Mm-hmm. Which is what this story is about, right? He's not fulfilling his potential and he falls in love and fulfills his potential. Yeah. Like, falls in love with a weird pets pet store girl. Yeah, don't we all want to? Right? Yeah, but you know, you kind of fell in love with a weird pet store girl. I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with a world, weird pet store girl, <laughs> which is why I think I have the requisite experience to aver that. Let me tell you, she, if you fall in love with a weird pet store girl, she stays a weird pet store girl. Okay, <laughs> which Rocky is very misleading about. Okay. <laughs> She's not going to turn like Rocky too. She's not going to turn into some fucking fifties housewife. <laughs> well, no, man. She's and keeping then in, those hats. She's not going to leave the house. And then in Rocky three, she's like, I, did you notice that in Rocky three, she's kind of feeling herself, right? Mm. She's sexy in Rocky three, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's having fun out there. But yeah, in the first one, she's mousy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So. That, Which is, that, yeah. that basic story is not implausible. It, it's somewhat implausible that you could build a fight solely around the concept of fighting a guy who sucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been fights since then, since the movie came out. But mm-hmm. I think they're all because the movie happened. Where people did that? Like when Mike Tyson came back, he basically fought a version of Rocky, basically like a shitty guy from Boston. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, Give me your shittiest Italian. Where, where it seemed just obvious. There's no fucking way he could win. And then they were able to turn that into a promotion. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. 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 Like the Cinderella nature of it. <laughs> That's okay. But then he, did he just destroy him? Yeah. Like 40 seconds or something. Oh my God. The way it went down is his strategy, his name was Peter McNeely, and his strategy was to put Tyson in a cocoon of horror. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I mean, sounds great. How's he going to get out? So his strategy was just to run at Tyson and just bum rush him and throw as many punches as possible, like and overwhelm him and maybe get a knockout. Wow. Yeah. And so like, the strategy actually happens, right? And Tyson mm-hmm. is just like, you know, overwhelmed in a sense for like 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then like throws right. one punch and knocks him down. Oof. And then like the same thing happens and then he throws another punch and knocks him down. And then McNeely's manager ran into the ring and stopped the fight before McNeely was hurt or before we really had a knockout. And everyone was unsatisfied. <laughs> but that fight made like $100 million in like 1996 oh money, right? That's crazy. 1994, I guess. But so that's a little bit of a reach. But it's not unthinkable that someone could finally realize their potential and use it to, you know, bring the thunder 
to the heavyweight champion and make it a great fight. That's not yeah. crazy. But I think what's interesting about the movie is like that sort of thing in Rocky, at least, is secondary. And the the love story is really what makes the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, the love story. I think like I think that's what it is, is hmm. Rocky and Adrian, right? Hmm. Um whereas the rest of the franchise becomes about much becomes much more about boxing itself. True, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I, I like the message of Rocky about is and it's so simple, you know. Because every Rocky movie, it's like, he's like down in the dumps and like things aren't clicking or whatever. Uh, and then he's like, there's a certain point he's like, okay. Now I train hard. It's like, now like, now I'll do the thing. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, imagine if we did that with this podcast. <laughs> you know? Like imagine if one day we were just like, go. And then, you know, you're doing like fucking twisty sit-ups, oh, podcasting. And, and you know, you're practicing elocution. That is so satisfying. Like that is probably what this movie contributed to film more than any other is the training sequence, right? The training montage. You know, there's a thing in film called the good time sequence, right? Mm -hmm. One of my favorite stories is like the script for Boogie Nights. Yeah. Uh, Boogie Nights has a good time sequence. I'm sure you remember it which culminates with like an extended dance sequence. Uh-huh. And it's like, everything's going good. Like shows showing everything like going good. And in the script, it literally says good time sequence. <laughs> 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 but like train sequences have the same sort of satisfying nature to them, right? Um, Even more satisfying, yeah, because you're showing progression. Right. Um, Whereas good time is, is stasis. Right. Training is Training is like progression so yeah so that's something that they added to film and like everyone wants to see it um mm, in like a kung yeah. fu movie the the training sequence or you know even like it's a before sequence, and after shots even right? like the sequence where Classic. you get strapped up like sequences in action movies where you get all your your shit your guns mm. and your, your you know your car and all that stuff right batman does that right yeah yeah He's always got to get armored up and yeah. But yeah, I, I still think that that's what makes it different though, is that they weren't going for that from the start. It wasn't a, you know, a fantasy about masculinity or whatever. My understanding is that when. I mean, it's definitely a fantasy. The other thing about, the other thing is in this movie in Rocky, Stallone actually looks like a boxer. Mm -hmm. He looks like. He has he actually has some amount of body fat, mm -hmm. which actual heavyweights do because they don't have to make weight. He's also a small guy, so there's no reason to be smaller. Um, right. My understanding is that Stallone's father saw the movie and and said that he wasn't in good enough shape. And this led really? this led to Stallone's body dysmorphia and his increasing amount of physical perfection throughout the franchise. Wow. But at least in that film, you know, he does look like a like a heavyweight boxer. But yeah, that's my opinion about Rocky 1. Classic film. Four stars. Must see. 
Four st- for only four stars. My understanding is the turtles are still alive. Cuff and Link. No way. He's got them in an aquarium in his house. He still has the turtles? Cuff and Link, that's right. Get the fuck out. Uh, that's awesome. Shortly before we recorded this, Carl Weathers passed away. R.I.P. That's true, yeah. Uh, incredible performance um, mm-hmm. from someone who was not a trained actor. And after this movie, he had a 50-year career in acting. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> and, you know, when I was a little kid and I saw the movie, like, I just assumed, like, Carl Weathers was, like, a movie star. I had no yeah. idea that, like, he was, like, a football player and this was, like, his first big movie. Um, oh, well... I saw the movie last month and I still didn't know he was a football player. Yeah. He was just like, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, lots of football players became actors. Wow. Some with great success, you know. Mark Harmon, star of NCIS. Mm -hmm. He was the quarterback at UCLA and then went into acting. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a lot of actors like that. They They can play themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Which is not, not easy. Like, like <laughs> when, he, when he's in Happy Gilmore, right, as the guy with the wooden hand, that's a fully yeah. realized performance to me. Like, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> who the real Carl Weathers is. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he's in Arrested Development too, right? Right, as himself, but, you know, mm-hmm. a version of himself who's very right. cheap. Uh, <laughs> and apparently that was all his idea. <laughs> the character was his idea. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Great movie about not being a bum. Right. He's very, he's very hung up on that. He's like getting over being a bum. Well, that's the nature of boxing like, too, is there is, there is such a thing as a bum in boxing. What's a bum? It's someone who's paid to lose. Oh, so you fight sometimes some of these guys will fight 50 times a year Mm -hmm. and they just travel the country losing. Wow. Um, and they aren't paid to lose, but they're they're paid under the understanding that they're bad at boxing. Right. And they just need someone to go around and like your job is to not quit. Mm -hmm. Your job is to go out there and lose. Um, oh, so you, but you don't like, you know, throw in the towel. You, no. you go there, you go their distance. Yeah. Try to try. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of, that's kind of like Rocky's superpower, right? Is like, puts more heroics on getting hit than punching in Rocky, right? The catcher. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. The understanding of being, you know, tomato can is a common term. For a catcher? Yeah. Your job is to, your job is to get beat up, give the guy rounds. Because promoters want their fighters to get rounds. The fighter doesn't get any better if he scores a knockout in 10 seconds. <sighs> and so, yeah, you know. You settle into that. It puts that. a different emphasis on it, right? Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, this guy is so badass. Look at how hard he punches, right? It's another thing. Like, maybe it's a little more human or relatable to be like, this guy keeps going. Right. 
no matter how how many punches he takes. And right? it's also true that there are people who have a, a superhuman ability to take punishment, <laughs> right? <laughs> like there there are yes. there are people who fight for twenty five years and never get knocked down, right? So that is a talent, right? And like, there's lots of fighters who would have been- But enough about Ron DeSantis. <laughs> he never backs down. <laughs> he never, never backs down. <laughs> Poor- Never back down, Pack. I'm like, I thought it was kind of wild that he just quit. That he, he tapped out after- Like- Iowa. I mean, I guess I get it, but it, what a what an unbelievably bad campaign! <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure. There's a, <laughs> like the amount of money he had. You know, the the institutional support. Like Fox loved him, man. Mm -hmm. Like Fox wanted him to win so badly, mm. and. You know, his strategy of just mildly criticizing Trump, I mean, it doesn't work. Yeah. He should have done more to get Trump to debate. Right. Like, that should have been his only goal, is to make Trump seem like a coward for not showing up. Mm-hmm. But instead, he got bogged down. He should have jumped on the Donald Duck. He should have, he should have started... <laughs> When Christie floated that, he should have jumped in. Yeah, he is Donald Duck, isn't he? He's ducking these <laughs> debates. I mean, yeah, like he's also just bad. Like he's not talented. He's not. He's not ever <laughs> like. Yeah, he won because like he he ran a bad campaign for governor. He almost lost to a much better mm -hmm. candidate. I think he the Republican Party tried to force this whole thing. He's good at like, I don't know, shitty Republican ideas, like framing things about wokeness and I don't know, shit like that. He's eloquent. Like, kind of gets press. He's eloquent. And like he can, he can take the talking points and spit them out in a way where it seems like he has command of the facts, right? Yeah, but... He does that weird thing with a smile where it's just like he's, he's total weird. Like, he's total freak. Yeah. Like like the like remember when the pudding thing came out? Mm -hmm. And people acted like that wasn't insane, right? Like eating pudding with your fingers on a plane in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that's like some things like that are just disqualifying, right? Like you you know that a candidate doesn't have it if he does eating, shit like that. Eating salad with a comb. Yeah, that was devastating, right? The Klobuchar, don't you mm -hmm. think? Yeah. And then she'd like, be disqualifying. That <laughs> and she didn't know who the president of Mexico was. <laughs> yeah. Put those two things together, you should not be president. <laughs> How did that happen, man? Uh, How do you not know that? The, pres the president of Mexico? Yeah. How do you not know that? <sighs> like, I don't know. Like, not actually that into politics. Like they'd had hearings where his name came up. Like, I she's mean, a senator, dude. Like she's not. I know. It's like your full time job, right? It's not like us where we know that, but we have no reason, like no. Practical... There's almost no Senate committee you could be on where his name wouldn't come up, right? Because it's fucking Mexico, right? Well, he does have a hard fucking name. Just say Amlo. 
Yeah. Right? That's what I do. Yeah. Or Oberdor. Right? Ober- you shouldn't at least Oberdor, yeah. Oberdor it. You know? Oberdor it. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty president he is, by the way. Just totally fucking awful. Is he is he doing bad? I haven't heard a lot about him. I mean, I know he tried to like defund the election integrity commission, which didn't seem good. Yeah, I mean, like he sucks. Like he doesn't accomplish anything. We've had a really bad run of like socialist presidents around the world fucking up. Mm. Who's the best one? The best Lula? socialist is president. Lula the best? Probably. He's I mean, corrupt, right? <laughs> but we'll take it. I don't know. He's better, right? He's like way better than Bolsonaro, so. And like competent? He's not like slash and burn farming the- But AMLO, AMLO was like, you know, like hugs cure COVID or something, right? He was like a COVID denier and was like, our Mexican spirit will beat it or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people died because of that, right? Like, you know, that's a good litmus test is if like the presidents who did that are not acceptable. Yeah. But shout out to Amy, you know, she's cool. She's sexy. Is she? I dig the whole vibe, you know. Digging her vibe, huh? Yeah, I'll I'll let her tie me up, you know. Ooh. I have a topic here called Spider-Man glasses. Spider-Man glasses, okay. Well, let's let's get into it. I'm trying to think how to, like, you know, what I I was meaning to say about it. Why I thought it was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That, That means nothing to you now. (laughs) <laughs> okay let me let me take some stabs at my girlfriend the glasses that give you spidey vision my girlfriend bought me these sunglasses okay okay and i like them they're okay they're good okay mm-hmm. but then like she like after i put them on she gave me the case and the case like says spider-man 2 what the case says Sp- <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2. She got these at like Warby Parker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 glasses. And the glasses are like kind of purple. And I think they're supposed to be like Venom's, like Venom's Venom. Oh. <laughs> were you like a spider? Do you have like a Spider-Man toothbrush and like, well, well are you all sp- <laughs> let's, let, so that's the thing, right? Like when I saw the case, I was like, ugh. Right, yeah. <laughs> like this is bullshit. Like, I, like I'm not a like I don't like Spider Man, right? Like, yeah. I, he's not, not a super fan. <laughs> he's like probably not even top ten for me in terms of superheroes, right? right? Spider Man Two, like Spider Man, Spider Man Two. That's like ambiguous to me. Like, is this for the Spider Man Two that came out like twenty years ago, right? <laughs> like. Is Warby Parker selling glasses for the second Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire? <laughs> Was Venom even in that? Did Did they have some exec who's just like a huge Spider-Man nerd? He's like, no, no, no. And then I, got then the I IP. start thinking, like, great. Spider-Man Two is so ambiguous. Like, is it their second Spider-Man glasses? Right. What does it mean, Spider-Man Two? Right. Because if I, if I'm correct. We've had Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, and then they like did The Amazing Spider-Man, right? Yeah, Spider-Man 2 was 2004. 
Yeah, 20 years ago, I called it. That was mm-hmm. pretty. That was pretty sweet by me, man. That was a pretty good call, bro. And then they did the Amazing Spider-Man, right? Oh, they also do Peter Parker eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs> do they? Yes, you're Peter Parker during the day. What do those look Spider-Man. like? Spider-Man. They didn't look like Spider-Man glasses. At night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look like, you know, reporter glasses or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, he looks like. Those are nice, dude. right? <laughs> yeah, they're fine. So they're is this pump, like they're tortoise? Is the uh, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't Peter Parker more of a photog? Oh yeah, he was. He was, wasn't he? Because he needed to get pictures of Spider Man. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all his Spider Man pictures were selfies. They still couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think the franchise shifted names a long time ago and like shifted to, you know. I think it's supposed to, I think it's their second pair of glasses. I think it's their second Spider-Man no, glasses. No, wait, no, wait. Okay, this is fucking really weird because they also have, I'm looking at Peter Parker 2 sunglasses. Uh-huh. In brick. So it, it is. says, but it says Marvel's Spider-Man 2. That was so long ago. Warby Parker, you know, line, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Let's that... see if we get any marketing um, <laughs> copy on this. <laughs> it doesn't seem to give any explanation. I also was ambiguous about whether, oh, because the last ones they did were all named like, like Homecoming. And like they all had the word home in them, mm-hmm. right? Let me see. Spider Man in other moody in other media. Okay. Hmm. So there's Spider Man, Spider Man 2, Spider Man 3. Okay. Then they did the Amazing Spider Man and the Amazing Spider Man 2. Then they did Spider Man Homecoming, Spider Man Far From Home, and Spider Man No Way Home. So these are glasses for a movie that came out 20 years ago? It's amazing. I still don't understand what they are. Like, like why would they have Venom? Venom isn't in Spider-Man 2. But they're Venom-like glasses. They're they definitely like Venom-like. Eyes. Like, they look more like Venom glasses. Hmm. That's very weird. <laughs> they must be I so mean, popular if, <laughs> if they're still making it after 20 years, right? Yeah. Maybe someone like ended up with like the licensing rights for Spider-Man Two, <laughs> or like some savvy guy was well, like, you know, this "Hey, is, this- we can make Spider-Man stuff if we just buy the licensing rights from Spider-Man Two, which are going for like pennies on the dollar." Well, you know, this is what has happened with Sony, right? They only have the rights to Spider-Man. No, so they what just make. They just make movie movies out of Spider-Man and Spider-Man related characters. So they've made Spider-Man, Morbius, Venom. Now they're making Madam Web, which is like about an old lady who has spider powers. Oh, I see. So it's like they have their own superhero franchise, but they only have Spider-Man. Spider-Man related characters, yeah. So they're just building out the Spideyverse. <laughs> and their problem their problem is that like all Almost all the characters in the Spideyverse are villains that he fights. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you build a movie around a villain, you have to like turn them into an anti-hero, right? But some of these yeah. guys are just bad, right? And it, so an anti-hero is supposed to be like Catwoman where she's like bad, but she's kind of good. I would say that's she's a good like example. Kind of redemptive arc. I would say mm-hmm. that's a good example or Punisher, right? Punisher, huh? Because Punisher murders people, basically, right? Oh, he does? Is that where the QAnons like him? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think all right people like right wing people like vigilante like justice, right? Mm-hmm. And his superpower is just guns. No superpower at all. Yeah, he's just good at killing. He just has a lot of guns. Knows how to use guns. Knows how to clean guns. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a gun fanatic. I I love like like Punisher movies. I've liked every one of them. Um, really? Because they're just good, solid revenge films, you know? Mm-hmm. They always establish like a big need for revenge at the beginning. Uh, right. They're like Death HOA Wish. HOA giving them shit. They're like Death Wish movies, you know? But um, Boss micromanaging. I really like the one with Thomas Jane because like the first like 45 minutes of his revenge is just like making their lives horrible, you know? But like making them like making the guy think his wife is cheating on him and making her think he's cheating on her. Wait, like, Punisher does this? Yeah. Punisher makes some guy think his wife is cheating on him. Yeah. That's like the first step in his process of ruining his life before he kills him. Wow. Why is he mad at this guy? Oh, the guy killed his whole family. The guy killed Punisher's whole family? Yeah. That's usually the origin story. Wait. How many people can have killed his whole family? Well, it's like a mob boss, right? Who orders the hit. Against Punisher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's typical. But that can't happen every movie because his family's dead now. Yeah. So what do you do in a sequel, right? Right. Kills his dog. (laughs) (laughs) Kills his new family. I, <laughs> he, keeps, I, I, he keeps getting remarried and having kids. I can't remember like- And they keep getting wiped out by mob bosses. I can't remember who it was who was like, like he's the most challenging character to write because there's absolutely nothing to him, right? Like he just murders people, right? Right. Like criminals. Like if there's a new criminal on the scene, he, he murders them. Um, oh my God, yeah. But he said like, that like frees you up Right to make every other character interesting. Mm-hmm. The the movie. So he just go. He just murders criminals. Like he doesn't. They don't have to have personally wronged him. Yeah, the movie Punisher Warzone, like really, is great. That's the that's the best Punisher movie, because it it just leans into that right, and the whole movie is just about how other people react to Punisher, right? Hmm. Like. Like the cops all pretend to investigate him, right? And then, like, if he shows up at a crime scene, the cops just flee. <laughs> wow! And and like, the end of the movie is just him luring various gangs together so he can kill all of them. Um, wow! Okay. They lean into the comedic aspect of it. I see. I get. So he's. I. I see. I get why um, right-wing people like him now. Yeah, they love violence. and They love violence and 
like just murder all the criminals kind of. Yeah. Then everything would be fine. Mm-hmm. It's an attractive idea, right? Which apparently they did in the Philippines. They had punishers in the Philippines? No, but they just, they killed like, they just killed all the drug dealers. Oh yeah. And probably a lot of people who weren't Duterte. drug dealers. But that's what he said he was going to do. Yeah, that's what they did. Some crazy shit. Probably man. a better idea than like, you know, police abolition. Yeah. Where you, you, you tell the drug dealers that you're sorry. Restorative drug dealer justice. Right. Or <laughs> mm. you legalize the drug and then you let the drug dealers run the businesses. I guess that's better. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, Davao was definitely safe, right? Like, it has, I guess, a positive impact if you're, if you're willing to tolerate that much, like, cold-blooded murder. I guess it's, it's not completely ineffective. But, yeah. Still pretty grisly. I guess we're supposed to talk about Israel and Palestine. What's going on over there? Israel, Palestine. Didn't we talk about them last time? We did. So is that it? Aston answered. Aston answered. What's going on there now? I mean, I don't know what Biden should do there. I guess we should not support them, but, you know, they, they have a degree of uh, autonomy in this. I think we have to recognize. I just hope it all works out. Well, that seems very unlikely. What? Well, you know. I mean, it's all been not working out for like, what is it, 70 years now? What if there was a third religion there? A <laughs> third religion. What if they all became secular humanists? <laughs> I know there's Christians there, but they don't really, you know. You know In Lebanon. That Christian stuff is kind of fake, right? The whole religion? Well, like, Christians kind of lost their privileges, I think, when they, like, pretended Jesus was born in Bethlehem, right? Mm. Like- That lost, they lost their credibility Well, here's, here's, here's what I'd say. I don't think the land matters as much to Christians. None of the stuff there is very important theologically. Right. Whereas the Jews and the Muslims, they've got, they, they, they're real into real estate. Don't you think? Hmm. Like that, that, that place where Muhammad st stepped on a, the ground and then went to heaven or whatever. Right. Like that's, that's prime real estate right there. Maybe the most valuable sure. real estate in the world by square inch. Mm -hmm. You know, the whaling wall, that's a big thing. Uh, what do Christians have? Well, I mean, all that shit. <laughs> Not the Muhammad place, but you know, I mean, what do Christians have? Yeah, they don't, I mean, Christians have like not had it for like a long time and Jews haven't had it for a long time or hadn't had it for a long time either, but also they don't I just think have anywhere else to go. I just so. think in, like Jews had a kingdom Muhammad had a kingdom, basically, right? Territory was more important to them, whereas Christianity is about a guy, 
who died. Right. Right. Well, I mean, they were vagrants, basically. You know, the capital of Christianity has always been in Rome, right? Right, and that's the Catholics have gear and territory. Yeah. They got stuff. Catholics got kit. You know, like supposedly they got the lance he was stabbed with. They got all that shit, man. Supposedly they have the steps that they were big on scrapbooking in Jesus. Supposedly time. they, they have just the steps that, that Pilate walked up. They got the fucking rag. He like wiped. He wiped his face off of with and made a mat. You know, put his face on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are you talking about? He. You mean the Shroud of Turin? The the Shroud of Turin. Yeah, exactly. That's not what that is. The one. In like the Shroud of Turin, yeah, first of all, I don't think the Catholic Church recognizes it. Second of all, what? I think it's in Turin. Third of all. That's super sketch. The, the Shroud is what is a funeral shroud, like something that was laid on him. Mm, I thought they had like the, someone gives him a towel to wipe his face off with. But it was hot out there. Or when he was on the cross? Well, when he was carrying the cross. Uh-huh. Right? Someone gives him like a towel. They got to, like, so much cross face. stuff, dude. They supposedly have fragments of the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah, last time we talked about our plan to just give every Palestinian a million dollars and... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have moved to Egypt or whatever. I don't know. I mean... Should we like not give any more money to Israel ever and just stop military assistance to them? And um, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, there's lots of risks involved. What are the risks that they they choose a more immoral sponsor? Like who? Oh, there's lots of them. Like, what if they go with Russia? You think Russia? I mean. Hmm. <laughs> There's lots of sponsors. I start to ask that, and then I'm like, "Oh, they they have no morals, right?" Or, or like, like look at how China feels about Muslims. Yeah, would China just be like? I think people start back. I think them? people th th say this, and they're like, "Because Russia, Russia doesn't like Israel, right?" Or, or what are they doing? They're, they're kind of they kind of play both sides. They kind of play both yes. sides, but like Israel, like like. They were a little restrained in criticizing Russia about Ukraine because exactly. they were because yeah. they they so you're it's a good point. I mean, they might they might be able to just get a new sponsor who's worse. Yes, because uh, yeah, Russia is not above like turning on a dime and being like, actually, Israel's great. And I think and fuck the Palestinians. I mean, you know, I think I want to believe that, like, when it comes to this one thing people have principles, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm afraid that when it comes to like governments around the world, money talks. And if China is Israel's sponsor and China says they can do it, people will be like, okay, and we won't have Palestine anymore. Because clearly like Xinjiang proves that Things are very flexible when money's involved. You're talking about Xi? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying like. What did you say? Xinjiang? Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. What is that? What's where all the Muslims are in internment camps. Oh, okay. Uyghurs. Yeah. So that proves that, you know, the Muslim world. Oh yeah. China. China has no morals. Right. 
China clearly believes that Muslims are something to be domesticated and brainwashed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So no, they don't give a fuck so, for so sure. So from their perspective, you know, I'm sure they think Israel is well within their rights to imprison all of Gaza, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um so, you know, would that turn the Muslim world against China? I I, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely turn the Muslim world against China, but 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 um, but Xinjiang doesn't because they're Asian. That's an interesting question. Yeah, people don't. I don't know. Like Muhammad didn't go to heaven over there. I don't know. Why Why don't they care about? I mean, some people probably. But the territory do. of Gaza is not very important. Palestine is not very I don't, religiously I mean, either. It's just a real provocative setup, right? It like is close. Jews, it's close to places that are important. A bunch of Jews like took over the Holy Lands and established a nation state there and like kicked all the Muslims out. It's true. That's you know, a like that's a provocative real provocative setup. stuff. You know. Mm -hmm. I can see why they're annoyed. Yeah, it definitely gets your attention. <laughs> and clearly, you know, Gaza itself, that did used to be where the Philistines were, right? Yeah. So there is like historical grounding, right? The Philistines were there. That's sort of what Palestinians are, right? Hmm. Same root word, right? Hmm. But like in terms of Muhammad, there wasn't much going on there. In Gaza. Right. You know, it's not great that the, you know, Jewish religion is kind of definitely says a lot of bad things about the Philistines. Right. Yeah. They didn't like art. <laughs> right. <laughs> These guys suck. They have no taste. They're real art. picky eaters. Right. They're super picky. They're they're picky. The Jews thought they were picky eaters. <laughs> These, guys, these guys must have been like super fucking food foodies going on. But yeah, I hope it all works out. Peace <laughs> in the Middle East. How great would that be? Oh man, yeah, that would be nice if that happened during our lifetime. It's not looking like it, but I don't know. Maybe something will change. Hope springs eternal. After the war, like they say, BB's going to be thrown out of there. We'll see what happens. Can you hear all that? No. Okay. What's going on? My lady's home. Oh. Should we stop it here? Yeah, I guess guess we can stop it. How long have we been going? An hour? Like a full hour? I think so. I guess it's good, right? <sighs> yeah. That was good. That was a great episode. Yeah. You powered through. Yeah, we made it happen. And you made it. You made it happen. Let me, let me stop here.